Kentucky Roll Call podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Do you cheer for a team without a head coach? Is prayer the only way you'll hear your team's name on Selection Sunday? You might be suffering from depression, anxiety, or what we like to call March Sadness. Have no fear, Cornbread Hemp is here. Cornbread Hemp's organic, full-spectrum CBD products have just what you need to relieve everyday anxiety. Try our extra-strength gummies today. Use the promo code BIGX at checkout and get 30% off your purchase at cornbreadhemp.com. Don't wait to beat the buzzard. Try Cornbread Hemp today. Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning! Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just... Cats. 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 Cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's going to throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Rubbish. There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you. April 1st, 2022. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. I just thought maybe to do a fun little April Fool's bit right off the bat, but decided against it. No uh, no April Fool's today. Which, no in April Fool's. Right, which in its own right could be an April Fool's. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. Hope everybody's having a great day. Roll Call. How, how about instead of celebrating April Fool's, we celebrate Duke? It's my oh, son's happy, second birthday. Happy second hey. birthday to the Duke. I, I think there was maybe a uh, a moment, a brief moment where we had like a listener, like, are you serious? You're going to be talking about Duke today? Like, we're going to deal with it all weekend was, and you're going to lead off the show with that? I was one of them. Oh, what it's worth. Is uh, Duke having a birthday party this weekend? No, no. Uh, hmm. He actually had one last weekend, but uh, oh. my other nephew is turned, or he just turned one on like Wednesday, I believe. So he's having a birthday party. It's basketball themed. So we're uh, we're, we're excited to to go celebrate that. Have a little vacation. I was uh, it was one of those things. It had to be a cornbread hip night Thursday night because I, I had pre vacation excitement. I was just was getting all my stuff ready. I was cleaning out my car. Like fa- I found the hat that I was looking for without even starting to look for it. It was great. It was just it was it was it was a great night. But I was fired up at like eleven. 
uh, and, and needed some cornbread hip to wind down. And th- thankfully, I, I had one gummy left. Sit and still need to order more. Uh, I need to put it on my to-do list because they're great. You should try some today. Use the promo code BIGX at checkout to get 30% off cornbread.com. Well, when you're ordering, I, I I also need more, and I don't remember you getting me a, a birthday present. So you can just throw in an extra pack for your buddy TJ, and bada boom, bada bing, everybody's happy. Wow. What a great idea. And you'll save 30%. So basically, you're stealing birthday presents at that rate. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I'm I'm leaning heavy on the text line today, just off the bat. Oh, oh, just just off, just off the bat. I had a busy day yesterday, mm-hmm. and then just kind of we didn't want to make dinner. We were both just too tired to do any sort of cooking. Not that I would do much cooking to begin with. Full <laughs> uh, full self aware comment there. But so we were just like, all right, well, where do we where do we want to go? What do we want to do? And landed on a nice spot in. Lenny Town, which is there's only like one nice restaurant in Linden, and it's technically not even in Linden, really. But uh, we went there. And we were just like, all right, we can find a seat at the bar. Worst case scenario, we'll, we'll bring the baby. We'll be in and out. We've done it before, and we did it again, and it was amazing. Just like in and out, this really nice restaurant, like 50, 45 minutes tops. Good dinner, delicious. So uh, I was out of the loop. To, to say the least in the sports realm yesterday, but I don't really feel like I missed much, but Roush, you work in the website business. What yep. What's the haps? I work in the internet business. Um, I spent a good portion of my morning talking to the Kentucky football team, and uh, I, I can have some updates there. Um, I also, I want to ask, since you were kind of plugged out, and I think Justin might have. Justin, did you watch the NIT? The championship? Oh, he's not even listening. Uh, the, no, the, that was last the second night. Round game, the second round game, two weeks. Yeah, it was last and, night. No, it was I'm, awesome. I'm asking. No, I'm asking because I honestly didn't know that, and I'm actually kind of pissed that I didn't see it. So the oh, NIT was a great game last night for real. Gosh, dang. Yeah, it was, I'm so mad. It was Xavier versus Texas A&M, and it was. Uh, I I only watched the final 10-ish minutes or so and then listened to the the final five um but man it was it was back and forth i think there was 16 lead changes uh 10 tie i mean it was absolutely nutty and and here here's the before explaining what happened i don't understand why two for one isn't a thing in college basketball like i I I just i don't i feel like you've gone on this rant before I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna get too ranty, but like, so Xavier had the lead, had a one point lead with 39 seconds to go. Texas A&M calls a timeout, and at this point, the game had been just exchanging two points back and forth for five minutes, and it was mostly at the free throw line. So I think, I mean, even listening to the uh, the, the 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 color commentator, he was just all all he was talking about was getting to the foul line, getting to the foul line. And that's what Texas A&M ends up doing, but they do it with 27 seconds left. Like, that that's when he got fouled. So, you know, A&M hits both free throws, but then Xavier gets to hold for the final shot. Adam Kunkel got his shot blocked, but then on an inbounds play, they got it to a seven-footer who hit like a fadeaway bank shot with three seconds left. If you go a little bit Jack faster. Nungy. Yeah, it was Nungy. Yeah, yeah. 
so he, he ends up hitting the game winner, but they still did have three seconds on the clock. If you have that shot clock up, though, it forces them to make a little bit more of a of a difficult shot, like a little bit more rush of a shot. I don't know if they even have that left. You know I mean, it, it just changes things, and I don't, I don't know why teams don't go for it. AM did get one final, uh, you know, uh, three pointer up. It was it was a runner. And it, of course, hit three spots on the rim before rimming out. So it wasn't a bad look. But I just, whenever that happened, it's like, oh, we called a timeout. Just drive harder the lane. Like, it doesn't take, but, you know, it, you can get to the foul line in nine seconds from the full length of the court in college basketball. Um, but didn't happen in uh, Buzz Williams and co. The buzz cuts end up short. Well, it was an exciting finish. I wasn't watching live. I, I did know that it was taking place. I'm glad I didn't get over to Indiana because would have probably bet Texas yes. A&M. Uh, I had bet them a couple times in the NIT, and they had been good to me. I probably would have rode that wave, and I wasn't a Xavier believer really at all. So that's, that's good for them to win the NIT. They, I don't think they belonged in the NCAA tournament, but that's that's good for the program to to go on the run that they went on. I'm in that same mindset, Justin, TJ. I would have thrown, I would have thrown the house on Texas A&M because I didn't believe in Xavier either. I'm just, I'm mad. I'm mad that I didn't watch it. I watched the CBI championship for crying out loud, and I didn't see the NIT championship. It's a joke. And Xavier and Xavier didn't have a head coach, so they're just doing it all with an interim. Uh, fun, fun run. I wonder if that's good. Good on them though for making a hire because then you probably would have felt emotionally charged maybe to make the right right the interim head coach hire and those don't always go amazingly not that just other hires especially sean miller won't maybe go go well either but we shall see both the miller had, uh, back in basketball they hit sean miller in the stands for and it was, it was a good crowd but uh fran for i ended up like pulling over and whipping my phone out to watch the final play. And he's like, look at Sean Miller. He looks like an NBA president over there. Just watching him, proud of his team, excited, anxious. He's like a, he's like a general manager. It's like, just don't call him Pat Riley. I know you're wanting to say that, Fran, but do not call Sean Miller Pat Riley. <laughs> so did he call him Pat Riley? No, he just kept calling him NBA president and GM. Good, good, good. Uh, also, what about just head coach, future head coach of the team that isn't currently coaching the team, so he's sitting in the stands watching his future team and maybe a, a good chunk of his future players? What yep. about if it was that, Fran? How about that? And Rash, I think, the, I think the good teams you can notice do two for one. I think it's always fun. Uh, NBA – Obviously, there's so many differences between NBA basketball and college basketball. Certainly, the level of play, the quality of play, but probably the biggest gap, that or quality. I mean, they're right, they're right next to or skill level, if you will. But they're right next to one another is basketball IQ. But the really good college teams, they're they're fully aware of that clock. I love seeing it in the first half. The teams that will score with like seven seconds left sometimes because the shot clock will will make them do that and then they'll basically just kill the ball and the clock will run out while the other team can't even get to it to inbounds it like there's little intricacies that are either and they can either be coach coaches they can be coached the, the coach can get to the players and they can be aware of clock situations and all these little nuances end of game situations uh 
I wouldn't go as far as calling them dirty plays per se because they're well within the rules to be able to do. And then sometimes mm-hmm. it's just basketball player IQ. They're raised that way. They just know it. The coach doesn't teach it necessarily, but the players get it. Uh, do you, uh, On UK's team, if you're kind of going down the, the basketball IQ, you know what I'm talking about? Like some players just know the little yeah. – even so you can go as yeah, far as you can say, like on defense, just like being knowing when to hold on to a jersey and get away with it. Just basically like some savviness to that. And I, I love watching the college basketball teams that get it because so many teams don't. But I think UK had players that did, and I think they had players that didn't. And but I don't think it was I don't think it was universally a high basketball IQ team, unfortunately. Yeah, and the thing that I immediately go to when you start mentioning stuff like that is just how people draw fouls because they just know that refs will fall for it. Mince, yes. or excuse me, Wheeler did the head nod thing all the time, uh, all the time. That that was, and that one gets caught a lot. I I typically think of the the way the NBA they've legislated it out, but like Kobe was the originator. And James Harden like exploited it to the most obvious way, and that was like, if you reach in, I'm just going to go straight up and get get you called for a foul, and I'm going to the free throw line. He, Kobe was really good at it, but looked a, a little bit more subtle than James Harden, who I, I don't know how he got. I mean, it was like a hundred percent hit rate going to the free throw line, doing that stupid move. Thankfully, they've 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 legislated that out of the game. Um, but th- those are just a couple things that that, that come to mind. Uh, uh, can you think of any other TJ? Well, Fulkerson. Oh yeah, that's where I was going. Flopping, Char- Jalen Williams and Arkansas taking charges like that. That's <laughs> how much skill does it take? Take some, obviously, but that's more. That's all just brains. That's just hey, I, I know I can win a possession here by doing this. Or I can get to the free throw line if you're Fulkerson, or I can foul out Oscar Sheboy. There's these, it, they're big plays that you know they go a long way, and some players have it, some do not. I, I thought, you know, for Grady being experienced, you you would wish he could get to the line a little bit more. I know there would be plenty of folks out there listening that could be quick to jump on Calipari for that and say, well, he didn't put him in a position to do that. Maybe so, maybe not. Uh, when he played more on point guard those two games, those two home games, things looked pretty solid. And then after that, things never really looked all that great mm-hmm. again. Uh, but you also weren't not going to play Wheeler, who was a Koozie Award finalist, and Ty Ty, who at times was projected lottery pick, although he, I don't think that should be the case anymore. And I like Ty Ty Washington. Now, allow me to say something negative again about Tatai Washington. Uh, I just said something nice, so I'm allowed to do this. No, I, okay. I don't. I, I think he was he was the quote unquote kind of sucker, if you will. And that's not really the right. That, that that's a little harsh, and I understand that. But he would be the one that opposing teams would kind of take advantage of. They could put him in bad spots. They could trap him. They could make him force either a bad pass or a bad shot, but sometimes he was so talented that he'd hit the bad shots and those were always fun. Uh, he was somebody that I, I and, it's, and I don't even think he's like, I don't think he has low basketball IQ. I think sometimes he just got sped up and played too fast, but that's part of it. And, that, and that's what makes, that's what, that's what really can separate 
good from great is being able to slow down and play at your own speed. Wheeler got sped up at times too. He he wasn't without blame as well in that capacity. He just also, like you said, he he had some of his own little tricks. And I also think he was generally pretty good with clock management, although maybe there's an example out there where where he wasn't. You can make the case maybe he started a little too late on that final possession, but I've tried my best to completely block out that game. But it yeah, was, yeah. but but I, I, is, that, is that too harsh with Washington? You think? Uh, uh, no, I mean, because that that was really the biggest sure. kind of gripe with him, and that's probably what. Like, I mean, here's and, and it goes back to just something that Brad White said yesterday, where he was talking about Carrington Valentine, and like, you know, it's his third year in, but he the COVID year he missed a lot, and I think that's. Maybe something with these guys that we, you know, Tata was a late developer and he developed during that COVID year. And he probably did not, I, I'm not saying that they had the less physical style of play, but maybe that's something that contributed to the long-term development and growth to help him push through, uh, you know, because I mean, I'm sure his senior year, he probably played what? 20 games tops, you know? I mean, you're playing less as a high schooler as is, and then, I'm sure there's some COVID cancellations sprinkled in here and there. So, uh, you know, I, I have a feeling that getting through that, pushing through that wall and and being able to have not only the stamina, but also just the, the to not shy away from that physicality. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe I'm just trying to give him an excuse because I like Tata a lot. Um that, that that could be it, it as well, but there's no doubt in my mind that draw like getting to the rim, all the way to the rim, getting to the foul line. That 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 was that was by far his weakness. Yeah, and and everybody liked Tata. He was fun. I, I, he seemed like a fun player to play with. I just I you you just I, I think some of his mistakes were. Lack of experience, honestly, I think you could probably chalk it up to. And and he is somebody that could certainly benefit from another year. I would be shocked if he came back, though, and understandably so. Could uh, could anybody benefit from another year? You could make a case for, I, I suppose. But if you're if you're a guaranteed first round, it, it would be tough to. You gotta look. You gotta look at everything as if it was your kid or if it was yourself. What would you do in that situation? And again. I know a lot of people put emotions into it and I I would I value an education. I definitely would want to have the college experience. Yeah, that every all that's fine and dandy. Those are things maybe you'd want, but you're talking about enough money with one stroke of a pen to really be good for life, to be good for your entire life and your kids to potentially be, you know, assuming that you manage your money, your kids to be good for their life as well. All just for yeah, just for that, you'd be kind of crazy to give. You'd be crazy to give that up. So I, I do. I think he's definitely gone. But he's somebody that in the NBA, it's something, and he's going to be able to take his time in the NBA and develop, and he'll learn there, and he'll be he'll be fine. He's going to be a good basketball player. But that's that's one thing that was disappointing is just some of the little mistakes he'd make. That if he just slowed down a little bit, I think he'd be a much better player. Yeah, I think it came down also, to confidence, uh, honestly. I don't know. I think his confidence was always pretty high. Like, I think he 
can you can you explain further? I, I thought that maybe almost to a fault sometimes, where it's like, hey, it's kind of not your night, Ty Ty. And not that I thought that he'd kind of shoot UK out of games or anything like that, but he'd be somebody that he could miss seven straight, eight straight. But if he's open, you better believe number nine's going up, and you'd feel okay about it potentially going in. For me, it wasn't necessarily the way he played. The it was the more about the way he carried himself on the floor. It was it was his look. The look on his face for me in the later portions of the season, he just did not look like the same guy. Like I can go out there and dominate that he did in the beginning of the season. I, I don't know from and that and that may be way off base. He may had confidence all year long, just like you said, DJ. But for me, the 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 look of his face changed, and that that to me was wavering confidence. And it could have been because of the injury. Like he might not have had confidence in yeah. him, him, right. his physical capabilities. So you know there could be. There could be something to it. And also, um, it could potentially be the the his injury was keeping him from doing what he knows he could do. So he was kind of, again, this is all just totally hypothetical, but he could have been stuck between a rock and a hard place. So like, hey, do I play knowing I can't be the player that I was or do I just sit on the bench? And that kills them too. He was a tough dude. I, I don't, Again, there's that one texter who's like, why do you think he was hurt? He played 30-something minutes. Uh, shocking. Some people play hurt, and they're not yeah. as good as a player, but they're still playing. They're still out there on the floor. I think that's the situation we'll end up learning about Ty Ty Washington. But tough kid, rooting for him. I, I certainly think he's gone. Um, but the guard play was a major issue end of the season. I'm sure at some point today we'll talk transfers, um, but that's going to be something you, you, you just want people that late in games can take over and, and Wheeler would try to do that. I think he had his limitations and I, I think ultimately, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I almost feel like there's a narrative shift on Wheeler that he was, what a disaster. I don't think it was. I think it was a really good season. I don't think you're you're nominated for some of the awards and on some of the lists that he's on unless you do play well. And, of course, Kentucky was a top-five team. A lot of people conveniently like to leave that out despite the terrible, terrible tournament loss. But I all think we all thought it was in the caveat of his role is not going to be yeah, end-of-game playmaker. Right. Exactly. Right. And unfortunately, I think Kentucky found themselves in that position. And I don't think that's a fault of Calipari. Everybody, obviously, it seems like I'd be quick to defend him. But I think that's a fault of, all right, Ty, Ty, you, you were given enough chances to take somebody off the dribble one-on-one -on -one yourself or create something out of nothing. At some point towards the end of the season, he stopped being able to do that. Grady and Mintz, we saw you all play point guards, and it, it worked. Why? Why? It, why, when another point guard was in, were you all not able to do that? If anything, you should have been playing off a not the team's best defender anymore, and and they weren't able to do it. So I, I don't understand what changed, but uh, hopefully, I, I can can Wallace do that? I I think he can, and I'm certainly willing to give him a chance. But why not go get somebody in the portal as well? You you can't get enough good players. I always say and. Uh, his good teams have been very deep. He's had some really good teams that weren't overly deep, but load on up on them, baby, if you can. So uh, go go get some people in late-game situations that you feel confident can go get a bucket or at least get to the line. And I, I don't care if Wheeler stays. I know that we've talked about maybe some 
some head scratching locker room stuff with Wheeler. True, not true. We believe it. But if you don't, that's cool. We don't really care. That's fine. If you can figure that stuff out, figure that stuff out. But I don't want the ball in his hands to win a game late. And I don't feel like that's being mean to Wheeler. I don't feel like that's being mean to anybody. That's just my personal preference. I love that Wallace is coming in. He should be good. Go get some, go get at least one more, at least one more, if not two. Yeah. And, um, you know, another guy that you, you would have liked to see do that, um, uh, Davion Mintz. And he, uh, he was in the three point college three point shootout last night. Uh, him and both, uh, oh. Ryan Howard, two, two, two cats were in it. Man, yeah, I'm ju- Justin Kalen moment here. I did, I did not know that that geez. was last night. I would Dang. have liked to watch that. See, I actually I do- thought it was in between night? Final Four games too. Like I, 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 I don't know why. It feels kind of random to have it Thursday at the Final Four, not even Friday. Or you know, I guess, at, you, have, I guess you have the women's Final Four tomorrow, right? Or tonight, tonight. And then you have the men's tomorrow, and then you have women's national uh, championship Sunday, and then you have men's national championship Monday. Is that is that so? Did they switch that? I, I mean, I knew they did media yesterday. Is that – I'm going to be a very upset if that's the case. I always liked the come down of having the Women's National Championship the day after the men's. So the yeah, wife was, was convinced – noted, noted U of L alum wife was convinced the women played on Saturday, and I was like, well, that is 100% wrong. They would not have the women and men yeah. on the same night. So I can – let's just throw – maybe the semifinal game is no. on Sunday – it's, uh, but, it's but it, tonight. It's, yeah. It's not. And then she told me that it was tonight. So I was like, all right, I'll believe you this time. Um, so it is tonight. Is the championship? They wouldn't they wouldn't have the championship on Tuesday. So no, no, no. They'll have the championship Sunday. Yeah. Um Louisville's the okay. first game against South Carolina, uh, and Connecticut versus Stanford in the nightcap. Is man, I'm, here, I'm, I'm very convinced South Carolina is gonna win. But that line keeps growing. If I was a UL fan, I'd actually like that. Like all the money's coming in on South Carolina, uh, I still think South Carolina will win. I'll be very surprised if U of L wins. But yeah, all the money coming the, uh, in on South Carolina and that line has grown from like four, I think, to I don't know nine, maybe. I, I watched their uh, Elite Eight game. Uh, they ended up playing, I think, like a ten seed Creighton, and you know it was one of those where once the South Carolina made their run. I was like, okay, this one's over. I think they ended up winning about 30. But a big talking point was that Kentucky kind of exposed South Carolina where ever since that game, it's just, okay, we cannot let teams just go small on us, drag our bigs out, and 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 beat us just by playing small ball. And I th- that's what Louisville would have to do to win. So, uh, you know, I, I'm not one of those where I'm going to rivalry against the other teams unless it's Tennessee. I'll cheer against their Frisbee golf team. I don't care. I want them to lose at everything. But for the the Lady Cards women's team, I'd I'd love to see them uh, become the, the the second team from the state to to hand the Gamecocks a loss. But I, I don't think that's in the cards tonight. Oh, don't call them the Lady Cards. You, what are you call them? misogynistic pig. What do I got to call them? The Cardinals. Courier Journal cartoonist peter murphy had a cartoon and it i think it was like a bicep and it said lady cards on it but the lady was scratched out and it just said cards powerful huh i mean that's like uh i mean that's powerful huh i think that's like uh something that i would think of you know i'm not a good (laughs) art card i'm not a good artist but you know that's like a very uh 
elementary just like shout out which you know what they deserve all the shout outs but that is a it is an elementary kind of shout out that's like something you could see uh high school art you know yeah oh uh, and they're they're if they don't want to be called the lady cards that's fine they did in print don't put lady cards but even in that cartoon you're putting lady cards I don't think they're even called the lady cards. They're just the and like you again. I always default back to this, but UK baseball doesn't want them, us to call them the Batcats. But sorry, it's just we. It, it's what we enjoy calling them. So that's. I, I really enjoy the uh, those. I, I mentioned that previously, but like the peacocks and the peahens, that's great. That's wonderful. The the UMass Minute Men and Minute Women. Um, the Butler oh, yeah. closer at home, we've got the Butler Bears and the Barrettes, which I'm 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 a hundred percent certain there's no such thing as a Barrett, but I also like to get it confused with the hair clip as well, and I just find it to be hilarious. So um I, I love when they have the the two different nicknames for for the, the men's and the women's teams. Yeah, and I don't think anybody's trying to do it uh to of Finn, but but sure, that's that's fine too. Uh, yeah, so I actually think you could make a case. This maybe hot radio take time. Sound the alarm. I think Ooh, you could make the me. case that UK women beating South Carolina was the biggest upset in all of March. Men's, women's. Yeah, yeah. There's no there. There was no team in the men's tournament that really even could come close to pulling off a similar wow. to Cinderella run. So I agree with you. Hundred percent. Yeah. Well, and of course that would probably be second, unfortunately, uh, in terms of biggest upsets of of all of March. And I know that one was in the tournament. The other one was in conference play. But that was pretty shocking. The, the oh, wait, you're people, you're being serious, TJ? I'm being totally dead serious. I'm being <laughs> That's such I'm, a bad take. <laughs> why is it a bad take? The UK women's team was very. I mean, they lost to Princeton kind of handedly and nobody was surprised by it and they that you that south carolina women's team look at their they're gonna crush everybody they're yeah, number but, one by far and they're gonna unfortunately beat louisville pretty badly too and i hate that because the uofl team seems likable enough for a uofl team i yeah. suppose but that was shocking 15 seeds never been in the elite eight tj and they beat the national player of the year to get there so yeah. Well, they beat Purdue to get there. They beat well, they Kentucky beat both. to get and, to the second yeah. round. Um, yeah. Just to, and to, it's NCAA tournament. Yeah, yeah. But hey, March is in the past. We're moving forward on to April. I don't. I, I don't think showers, it's hot take. Mayflower. I don't think. I don't think it's a hot take. And and I know more about basketball than you, so we got to default to that worst case scenario. <laughs> worst case scenario. Worst case scenario, TJ's right. Always. Exactly. Well, if it's a basketball topic, unfortunately for football, I, that's just push comes to shove. We got to default to you. Basketball, unfortunately, we have to default to me. I said it was a hot take, and it, it, but I, ooh, if they played a hundred times, I, I think South Carolina's winning ninety nine of them, and they were up what like eight in that game yeah, with their yeah. in that game with a couple of minutes left although very similar situation with UK and if UK played St. Peter's 100 times UK's probably winning 98 97 of them but uh credit to the Peacocks and to the UK women's team for for the upsets they pulled both deserved and earned but uh, not given not not, not given all given. right let's take let's take our first break we'll come back we will default to Roush's football takes 
and we'll hear what he's got to say, what the players had to say, and what he found interesting. And we got a few other things to get. Yeah, to as well. we got Thank some uh, transfer movement in the SEC. It's uh, of note, so we oh. got to discuss that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we will. We'll come back. We'll discuss that. And we there's plenty of transfer talk. I'm sure the Thornton's text line has touched on some of it, and we'll get to that Thornton's text line just like you should get to a Thornton's to start your morning. This is Kentucky Roll Call, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Best wedding I've ever been to. I got six numbers. One more would have been a complete telephone number. It's Big Pimpin', baby. That's right. Big Pimpin', spinning cheese. Gee, 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 and cheer. You know why? Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call here on the Big Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. You just not doing the roll call thing anymore, Roush? Oh, God. Um, I, I messed up there. I did. I did Initially, when the show started, you started it differently. So it kind of, maybe it just threw me off a little to start the day. Well, the music was also seemingly louder than normal in my ears. Maybe that was, that, maybe that threw me off. I was kind of vibing to it, uh, in the words of our... <laughs> Um, our good friend Plumley, bro. I so I, I did the thing. I got suckered into it, especially because I'm coming on this trip where I did the Sirius XM trial, and they're like, "Hey, it's only five bucks a month for the next year if you just keep on getting it." And I was like, "All right, screw it. I'm just gonna do it. I like it." So naturally, uh, there was a, a point last night where I, I had to put it on the the 2000s channel where it's just songs from our you know our youths are you our high school era and man it was it was bangers just like the one we just played that one's a little for it but uh yeah I'm, I'm 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 in a zone of just playing nostalgic uh mid-2000s music right now just, just absolutely drinking it up i i was not i was not feeling that as the kids in the early 2000s would say i don't know why oh, it's man. a friday i should but we were we were the, all talking about our our lack of sleep, although we didn't even get around to Justin. Sorry, Justin. We'll get you next break. You can complain. It's okay. <laughs> no worries. You well, you got a full day sleep though. You didn't have to work yesterday. You did it. No, I did. Oh, work. I did nice. work yesterday. No, I worked yesterday. Oh, how was your day? But off? I was. But I, no, I I was was I scheduled to work yesterday. I was actually I was supposed to work a twelve hour day yesterday, but it got cut down to six. So that was pretty cool. Had a great day. Ooh, it is pretty cool. Um, what's not cool is that yeah. we got distracted and off topic to share that Davion Mintz got hosed, absolutely hosed in the three-point shooting competition. So can you tell in, us why? In the 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 first round, it was a four-way tie to advance. He had 15, um, which ended up being kind of like a right around not there's only I think four more to for the final score in the final championship round but he tied with three others it was a four-way tie to break the tie instead of having a shootout or something they were just like all right well whoever had the best rack 
they're whoa they're that, that, seems, that doesn't <laughs> seem very 2016 no especially with the uh, uh Damian's pretty fit too. too yeah <laughs> sign, sign me up for a judge for that <laughs> but uh yeah so he got he got knocked out even though he was one of four along jordan bohanna ended up jordan bohannon from iowa uh he eliminated brad davison in the semifinals and then beat a girl from florida gulf coast who she was just on air and then got cold in the final two i really wanted to see jordan bohannon go down big old suck it to the big ten but uh he's the champ suck all to thanks bohannon. to a dumb technicality hmm that that just seems silly. Why even why even go to all this trouble to have the players there if you're not going to do a right a proper yeah like just have a little overtime. What's the big deal? Come on, three shots from just half one court. All right, the Ooh. next the next goal though is for him to beat Fulkerson one last time. Yeah, he's doing the the three by the three on three thing, right? Or no, or is this the one on one? I'm Whoa, sorry. I didn't know that they were doing either one. Whoa, hold on here, pal. I didn't oh, know they were just doing, doing that, about the all-star game. That's right. See, I get confused because they do have a lot of um they, they they do have a lot of different events going on around the final four. I forgot about just the college all-star game because they, they have the three on three tournament on Sunday as well. Um uh, and well, I know they, they give out a bunch one, of money. Two? Uh, that's a league that T Mac is starting. That's what I'm getting confused okay. with. Which gotcha. Okay. I can't. I can't imagine one-on-one basketball being that entertaining. If if I do say so myself, like it's a good. It's fun when you're a kid. It's fun. I totally as disagree. Yeah, but I feel Dang. like the best play from basketball, like teamwork, is a even though it is more of an individual sport. Oh, I just, suck it! I don't know. Suck it. Wow. Okay. Suck it to me then. Justin, you say why it's cool and then I'll go. I just, so for me, it, it's, it's the nostalgic thing. It is going back to kids playing one-on-one with your buddies. But if you have watched one-on-one as an adult, it, it is very entertaining. I actually, I watched yesterday. So we have a basketball court at our hotel that we can see out of one of the windows there's a couple little like 11, 12 year olds out there playing one on one versus each other. I must have sat there and watched them for six, seven minutes. There's just something so entertaining about mano y mano trying to win a basketball game because it's not normal. It's not it's not what it's supposed to be. But I love it. I, I'm a big fan of one on one. That's why I'm that's why for so many months now I've been wanting you all to play just so not only so I could broadcast it, but so I could enjoy the one on one game. Uh, now we learn why Roush is scared. He just doesn't like one-on-one. It, it's I just think it's almost basketball You're at, at its most simplest form, how almost everybody kind of learns to play it to some degree. Yes, you'll yeah. go through practices and learn, but like you, you don't have nine other dudes in your driveway always to, to play with, so you got to just sometimes play with who you've got, which may just be one other person. And I think there's a – I was the youngest person – with a four-year age gap to ever beat their brother in one-on-one. I was actually, I think, wow. six years old, and he was like a mature 10, 10-and-a-half-year-old, and he just got the business, and he started crying, and it, it was all in the news uh, about just how young this kid was when he first beat his brother in one-on-one. No, but I do think it's just like, all right, what you've got as a basketball player, 
versus what I've got. And you know what? If I'm the better dribbler, then I probably have a little bit of an advantage. But you know what? If you're also just a stronger human, you may have a little bit of an advantage. But the beauty of basketball is it's not black and white like that. And you don't you don't know. You could have the bigger person get schooled. You could have the better dribbler just get embarrassed by muscle. Uh, it's you, you never really know. And that's that's like basketball in its entirety, whether it's five on five, two on two, three on three, one on one. Uh, you just never know. I think for me, it's probably the fact that you can't. Um, some of my favorite plays are the, the like two on two, I think is my. my or I mean, I'm getting into semantics here. I just like the the, the random kickouts. It, really in one on one, it just comes down to can you just shake somebody with your handles? Like, and, and I just I, I like a little bit more passing in my game. Maybe because I'm not good at handles and I'm better at passing. <laughs> I, I go on this long rant about how like you can win in a variety of ways and then Roush is like, no, no, it just comes down to who has the best handles. I don't yeah. think that's definitely true. What if you're an amazing shooter? Yeah, but you've got to create separation somehow. Okay, then back up further. That's good separation. Yeah. Eh, no. Gotta have some sort of step back. Oh, and it's two yeah. on one. It's two on one. So you, you're gonna take another L here, unfortunately. Oh, wow, big all I'm I'm ending the week with a bunch of L's. Um, so what else can we, I lose in? Do do we know any of the one on one matchups or the two on two matchups or any of that? The, oh, let's let's look up. Uh, if somebody could look that up, that'd be great. If I tried to do it, the internet, who knows, could be a disaster. Um. So I've got it pulled up the website. Let's look at uh because they're playing. I, I don't know how the draw works, but one hundred fifty thousand dollars is up for grabs. Oh, uh, that's awesome. It, yeah, and, and they split it between. Uh, so, and they have them kind of divided up by conference. So, like, you have the Summit League going up against the Big East, the Big 12, and the Big 10. Um, and then, like, the Colonial is in a, a division with Ivy League and Patriot League, the Big Sky and the Mountain West. So, they do it. Uh, that's pretty cool. Like, SEC cool. and the Horizon and the Pac 12, they're kind of in one. So, um, let's look at the SEC's team real quick. Yeah, the let's SEC. look at the SEC team. This is sweet. I'm oh, I'm God. I'm on board. Oh no. Oh yeah. heavens. Yeah. Are we rooting for another conference? Does it 100%. not mean anymore? <laughs> no, 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 no. It, oh God. Yeah. John so John Fulkerson is the SEC slash SOCON, and John Fulkerson is the only person from the SEC. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we can easily just root for another conference then. The the one dude who's on that team though, uh, Jean Baptiste, he was the guy for Chattanooga that hit their game winner in that uh, that championship game. That was awesome. Who's the A Sun? The A Sun is. Um, well, let me try to find him here. Um, a little dumb city action. Uh, they've got a Jacksonville State. They have no Bellarmine players. Uh, Jacksonville State, Stetson, South Alabama, Georgia State. No, we're trying to find a home for this thing. I know. Um, man, not doing a – what the hell, three by three? It is pretty uh, – uh, apparently the winners of the team, like each time you win a game, your team gets a 1000 bucks. Peter Kiss is playing in it, so uh, let's cheer for him, the Colonial and the NEC. I, I just can't do it, Roush. I can't do it. I, yeah, I can't I cheer I can for it. a guy named Peter Kiss. I, I just can't. Wow, how sexy no, is that, Justin? I just, I, you know, that's not that's not good enough reason for me. I'm Brad Davison is in this. Yeah, there aren't a ton of 
ton of notable names that I can kind of go through. Jordan Goldwire from Oklahoma, the Fordham or Dukey. Well, my advice is cool concept. Why don't you advertise it? Yep. Dinguses, and two, also get some bigger names. Yeah, and I, I think it would also help. I don't I'm going to watch event to see how it's on television because I think they just stream it on Twitter. Yeah. They're just streaming it on Twitter. So it's not even on TV. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That's I a hit cool the watch event and have, it just goes to Twitter. <laughs> that's a cool concept to have some of your favorite college seniors or even like fifth year seniors. Oh, ESPNU and ESPN for later on. I'm okay. just assuming that early on the early games are probably just on okay. Twitter. I was gonna say the instant life, there's one thing they do right, it's money. And that's a moneymaker. Yeah. I don't know why they're not advertising it. That's silly. And two, or maybe they are, and I'm just not seeing it, but I certainly have not seen it. And then two, yeah, you'd, you'd want it on television. I don't think that's a hot take. You no, want people to, to actually be gotta, able to yeah, watch I'm like it. the Masters, you know. That, I you don't can know. only watch some of it. I'm just a journalism major. Roush, why don't you... Talk to us about football. What stood out? What was the hot gossip? Well, we had uh, a barrage of Pro Day guys who... Today's UK Pro Day. Uh, I think the event, you can stream it at UKAthletics.com or SEC Network Plus today at around 11 a.m. I think is when all the action really gets going. Wow, um, we don't even get... What, what could be on at 11 a.m. on SEC Network that they couldn't do UK's Pro Day? Yeah, well, it's, it's, a, it's a crime shame crime shame here uh but what i like is that eli cox is going to be on the call with avery williamson and christy thomas so that's awesome uh, a current player yeah i i, I asked uh somebody at uk and they said eli is a uh, isc major um which is like pr strategic communicate basically if you were doing media stuff you either did isc or journalism and he's like, all right, I want to I want to give it a shot. So excited to see a former player in that role. That's pretty – or a current player, excuse me, alongside with the former player in that role. So that would be pretty cool. It's a two-and-a-half-hour show. Um, and Darian Gennard, he's, he's going to be doing a lot of the stuff. Like most of these guys are going to be competing at things. It's not like pro day where they – or excuse me, the combine where they'll skip um, different drills and whatnot. Um, you'll get to see the bench press. But – you know, for a lot of these dudes, it is a grind. And Kennard was just like, man, this is his, – his quote was, it's hard to train for marathons. So they're kind of reaching that point of like, okay, let's um, let's let's get through this. We'll, 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 the, the hard parts are almost over. They're almost reached the finish line. And this is really their last day of physical test. Um, but, you know, it's it's really less about Kennard and Wandale. Wandale said he's, you know – he he knows he's not sliding out of the the top 100 picks at this point. That those guys I think have a good idea of where they're going to be. It's really big for the fringe guys. Your Yusuf Corkers of the world, um, your Dare Rosenthal's of the world, who he only ran the 40 at the combine. Um, and and one person who I think uh, he's at the bottom of the totem pole uh, on this list, but like Quandre Mosley, I could see just being like a special teams player for four or five years in the league because he's. Six foot two, six foot three. If he runs a crazy time today, that he, he could end up finding himself on, on a training camp this fall and make a little money playing professional football. So, um, th that's really where the exposure the exposure that Wandell and Josh Pascal, Luke Fortner, and Dean Kennard are bringing in really helps those guys, those later round fringe guys, your Josh Ali's of the world. 
Um, so uh, ho hopefully they can make the most of their opportunity today. Luckett is going to be there for us. So if y'all want updates, he's going to be getting his stopwatch out and clocking folks. Uh, so uh, pay attention to his Twitter feed. I'm sure he'll have a ton of stuff. Uh, as for the actual spring practice, TJ, uh, this is the the part where, you know, kind of every day there's different winners and losers. It, it becomes a grind. There are eight practices in through 15. Next Saturday is the spring game that kind of breaks the monotony up a little bit. Um, but they've moved on to the past the part where it's not install, it's situational stuff. And uh, the offense was mad. Tuesday, Brad White was like, I don't know if Rich would be so complimentary after our red zone period today. So there's uh, some struggles for the defense getting into that fast-moving period when they've got a lot of younger guys in there. It, things move really fast into the red zone. But he did have some encouraging stuff to say a, a, about some rising guys, that particularly Jordan Lovett, who I, I, I've become really high on throughout this spring practice. I think he's going to play a significant role this fall, and it's because of the way he just – is a terror running around the football field. As White said, he's a reckless abandon, is always playing 100 miles an hour. And, you know, right now we're we're, we're fixing mistakes after the fact. We're doing a lot of corrections. But, you know, that's what you – like, if you're going to – it's spring practice. Like, go out there and make your mistakes. Just do them 100 miles an hour. He, he was a guy who picked off a ton of passes as a high schooler, was a big-time ball hawk. He's got the instincts. Now it's just a matter of being in the right place at the right time. Um, so I, I, I'm high on him. He could be a fun guy to watch in next Saturday's spring game. Uh, the, an, another young player of note, Trevin Wallace, who we, we all want to pay attention to. Brad's biggest point of emphasis, he's like, this year, Trevin made plays based purely on his athleticism. Now it's time for him to, to learn how to be a really athletic linebacker. So I think at least an intermediary – you know, we're 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 not gonna see them tinkering with him at spots all over the field. Maybe he gets in some specific pass rush situations once the, those opportunities come in the fall. But for now, it's all about like let's make this guy his best linebacker as possible. So he's not skipping a beat and just relying on his athleticism once Square and Jacquez Jones uh, leave after this fall. Overall sounds pretty positive. A lot to get excited about. Yeah, yeah. I, and we also talked to Trayvon Ribk yesterday, uh, Carrington Valentine. So Carrington got a lot of criticism last year because he got he got picked on. Um, but the, the the coaches are quick to defend him because he played the second most snaps on the team last year. And as I mentioned at the top of the hour, he did it all with really just having a COVID year under his belt and, and kind of just getting thrown directly into the fire. He's got to get better at being strong at the top of routes, but they like how – I mean, he's he's seen a lot now. There's not a lot of stuff you can throw at him that will confuse him. It's just a matter of getting stronger at the top of those routes, timing them up better. Um, and that's the same thing with Trayvon Ripka. It's all about getting stronger on that defensive line and, and being stout in the run game because that's what made Josh Pascal so good. I mean, of his 14, 16 tackles for us, whatever it was, you know – None of those were just stuff. I mean, just raising hell in the run game. That's what Ribka to do. And Ribka, it's it's really kind of crazy, TJ. That 2020 defensive line, it, they're the starters this year. It's Ribka, it's Ox, it's Josiah Hayes and Justin Rogers. It's their time, and you can sense the excitement, 
you can sense that they're they're in the 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 process of maturing into the old heads, but they're not quite there yet. Like there's still a little bit of uh, the kind of young uh giddiness if you will where it's like all right they're not the like wise and old guys and they've got to develop into that leader with some experience but they're really excited for this role i think there's going to be some growing pains but there's a there's a lot of a lot of talent there to to get excited about well it sounds like it and that's uh that that's that's funny that you bring up 2020 and you're right now it is that you gave them excuses back then and even if you could even some poor performances or poor plays or poor series you could say well they're young but the potential you only needed to see a few good ones to kind of get excited well now it is the future and it's uh gonna be fun to kind of watch them i I mean i've got high expectations i guess and rightfully so they should be excited they're getting they're Mm -hmm. gonna get big time playing time in the sec and if you can succeed doing that then you're going to make a lot of money doing it at the next level are the coaches excited are the do you you can always get a sense from coaches whether anxious trying to sugarcoat things trying to lower expectations they're not the toughest people in the world to read maybe right. especially when you've been doing it for 10 years or so and you can kind of read through their statements but this is they're in the full on we're in challenging mode um and it's not like because sometimes when guys are struggling they will sugarcoat things but this is the we're challenging them but we like what we've seen so far i i I think the big the biggest thing that's going to be the key to this group success tj is that they didn't have to be maddie um and go in and play right away they got to learn from a lot of older guys i mean they had josh pascal in the room quit bohanna marquan mccall calvin like they i think calvin taylor was around for them i i you know i get my rears kind of mixed up a little bit in there but they they had a lot of guys where they could sit back and they could be goofballs for a year you know they, they could kind of clown around and had the coaches kind of get on them, but I do get the sense that they are, uh, if if not pleased, a hundred percent with where they're at. Like they they like the direction they're going. It's just a matter of being consistent and and bringing it every day to make sure that they they reach that end line once the season begins. Yeah, and it's good to also have a little depth there as well because you know that it it wears on you the grind of an SEC season. Mm-hmm. I, I, I say this, uh, it's probably going to be a weekly thing, and you're just going to have to put up with it, unfortunately. But okay. we, need to, we need to go to a break, too. But I, it's, I, I can't even get – I can't fully dive into football until I know if this schedule is finalized or not. Can somebody just come out and say it? Like, yes, this is going to be the schedule, no Texas and Oklahoma this year. Or can somebody say, you know what, there's a possibility? Or definitely. Because that, that – I can't – fully dive in just yet until i know that so am i, I crazy think the, still thinking that the schedule may may change I, I like that you're staying on your toes tj i think some of those presumptions that they were going to move early were also under the assumption that the expanded playoff was very close to happening like they thought it would kind of be a two-for-one deal. You get a bigger playoff, so you're just going to go ahead and bring them over and make it happen all at once. Now that the other schools got started crying and ended that, it's probably not 
expansion's not happening, so maybe the bringing them over is not happening. But I, I haven't even my college football reporters on Twitter haven't even been hinting at it. So I, nobody I'm, is anymore. I'm, I'm not I, thinking it's possible. It was almost like a guaranteed certainty. All right. Well, we, this will be a radio tease. Roush, when we come back, he will explain how those two things correlate with one another in in any in, in any sort of way. When we return after this for hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. That is the Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Roll Big Roll Radio. April first, March is over. It's gone. Thank goodness. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Glad that you're listening. Happy to have you. Send your text in to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. And remember, if you download the Thornton's app, you're going to save money each and every time you go to the pump. Everybody else driving down the road, you see those prices. They're high. We don't like them. Boo, boo, bad gas prices nobody likes them but just know that's not what you're actually going to be paying if you go to thornton so that's always great and know if you send a text message into the thornton text line it gets read on the air 502-414-1450 roush yesterday the wife's office had their saucerita's lunch and oh, i heard man. that it was just a massive hit that so people lucky. Balling out there, I think they had a, you know, they have the different catering options. I think she said they had a taco bar and a nacho bar, so they really did it big. And she, it just the way I envision it, just a real, real fiesta, a good time had by all. Man, sounds like a great day. How lucky! I know, and How you lucky. can do that. You can do that for your office as well. You can do it for a birthday party. A whatever you got going on this weekend for the final four. If you if you've got the stomach to watch it, we'll talk about that today as well. But Salsaritas will take care of you and they make it easy. You can do it all online on the app and don't even have to talk to somebody. If you do, you there there's numbers there as well. But Salsaritas, two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. Middletown has a drive-through. Check them out today. All right, Roush, where do you want to go to start our number two? I wanted to mention some uh, some movement around the Southeastern Conference. Um, uh, the kid from Missouri, uh, Brazil, or Bra- it was one of those things that I was told – I'd never heard of this kid before in my life. I think he averaged like eight points and five rebounds or something for Missouri. I, I don't even – I don't remember him in the game at all, but he's a long 3 and D guy who is – uh, I was told is like a Jacob Toppin-esque prospect. He uh, announced his transfer uh, the other day to Arkansas. So Musselman, the must bus, once again, loading up. Um, the one that I think is a little more noteworthy was uh, LSU commitment, Johan Tra- Traor. 
Uh, he's a center, a 6'11 guy that was committed to the Tigers. Uh, top 50 prospect. Opened that back puppy back up back when. And then he committed uh, to the Tigers. Will Wade got fired. Yep, Auburn, he's he's going to the plane. So, um, Kentucky's opponents, they're, they're looking good for next season. Yeah, and I'm not seeing a ton of it per se, but there's always a decent bit of it. Like, oh, okay, Arkansas is going to be solid. Auburn, going to be solid. They have good head coaches. We should probably anticipate and expect that moving forward. Same with Tennessee. They should be solid moving forward. It, it A lot of babies out there. It's our responsibility, Roush. Well, our responsibility is to watch and enjoy, I suppose. But it will be Kentucky's responsibility to load up themselves and have a team that we feel like can be better and beat those teams. Uh, we should expect them to be good, and they are going to be. Arkansas, but uh, we talked about Arkansas earlier this week. It's winning with younger talent, though, and I know that they're going to have sprinkled in experience, obviously, but they're going to be relying heavily on freshmen. Probably Which is uh, new for Must Must. He's, yeah. he's typically a transfer portal guy. That's not for everybody, so we shall see. And then, again, for all the people that are freaking out about Auburn and Bruce Pearl, super talented team, maybe number one draft pick, they won one more tournament game than Kentucky. And UK had its worst tournament ever, which it was. It's, uh, that was that was horrible. I'm not excusing that, but let's all just chill out. Tennessee yeah. won. Did they make the Sweet 16? They no, uh, no, no. They, they lost to Michigan, so they yeah. won one more tournament than UK's Which, worst March ever, too. It's uh, it, it's kind of so Auburn and Tennessee had the really good recruiting classes last year. This year, it's Arkansas and Bama. Arkansas is ranked second. Bama is ranked third. Uh, so it you know it kind of rotates and it just shows that other teams are good. But to think that it's still not John Calipari's conference, just go on a road game and see how they react to Coach Cal. I just, just watch it. Well, <laughs> I mean, don't let the Auburn dorks talk to hear you talk about ticket sales. No, no, you can't talk about ticket sales. But the the way they react to Coach Cal, the booze he get. I mean, the I, I know that I, I'm I got it at its most extreme whenever he got tossed in that Arkansas game a few years back. But still, that they're not fans of him elsewhere in the sec because he's the man he's the one everybody's coming for and hell he's the reason why uh the others have been forced to raise the bar so uh i will say the one thing that i i am a little surprised they did a lot of chirping during the season but i don't see a lot of these folks chirping during i guess they're just casual casual fans i don't know for weather fans maybe you would think that they would be really loud and obnoxious when they got like big time recruits too. some of these fan bases what are you alluding to i'm not following i'm just saying they were really obnoxious especially auburn fans were really obnoxious during the season but they oh, aren't gotcha. like being obnoxious now you know uh, yes i yes i gotcha so they were just following along when the ride was yep. good, it's the off season. Yep. We'll pick it back up when their they're, football they're in spring football right now. Undoubtedly yeah. go south. Yes. Okay. Exactly. I pick up what S you're laying down. Suck it, Auburn. Suck it, Arkansas. Yeah. You too, Bama. Yeah. Yeah. Nate, Why not? Nate Oates. More like Nate Boats. 
Okay, you lost me on that one. Uh, there was a new name into the transfer portal that I think is pretty exciting. Did you see this? Did you hear about this? Uh, I, yeah, I remember Nig- getting my Nigel my ears Park? perked up yesterday, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I can't, what, what, Nigel, what Park? Oh uh, no, not right Oh, no. sure Don't mention Bruce players. The issue is I'm trying to I'm trying to pull it up on my phone and mm-hmm. um yeah, but anyways, he is he was Kansas State. Pack, not oh. Park. Newt started with an S though. Anyways, he was Kansas State's lead guard at Kansas State was underwhelming. Uh, like most Bruce Weber teams where they were decent at home and maybe would upset a team or two and then generally lost every road game as far as I could remember, but uh, often cheated at times at Kansas as so many teams are in that gym. Cool gym, but you're going to get a bad whistle when you play there. He is good. Good player. He's from Indiana. From uh, Indianapolis. Yes. Lawrence Central, I think. Wow. He would he would make he would uh, yeah, make my, yeah. he would make my take list. Ooh, maybe he could replace Rob Finnessy there, Scoots. Uh I don't know. I haven't I have not heard any scuttlebutt on recruits coming to Indiana. I'm I'm truly getting a little worried. Oh. I you well, would you, you don't want to know though. Remember TJ, he doesn't want to know. No, oh, that's true. Yeah, I mean, and and part of that, part of that is probably me not looking into it. So that, yeah, it's probably my own fault. <laughs> what is he in Auburn, Tennessee, or Arkansas fan? <laughs> At oh. this time of year, basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it, that that's what it sounds like. Uh, no, IU he IU he would be IU does want him. Rab John's yeah. already had a story with. Sure. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I remember we were recruiting him, him out of high school. 12. So. I think if you brought him in to play like the Grady role, then that would be. I think you could get him in and then still get one more big fish in the transfer portal in the backcourt if that's what you felt like you wanted to do. And assuming Sharp is leaving, although I know the text line is already ta- talking about Sharp a little bit, so we'll get back to that conversation. Then yep. you're gonna want you're gonna want three or four scoring options on the wing at least. I, I mean, ideally you mm-hmm. have four. If you have more than that, then that's always nice too. But so bring him in. I'd be. I think he shot over forty percent from three, if I'm not mistaken. And he's I, I'm five not ten kidding. point guard. Is that where was, you at all? I thought he, I, I thought he was six foot. But if he if it's truly a five ten thing, not ideal. But again, I'm not asking him to be the number one. I don't really know if I know who the number one is just yet. Maybe it's case. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe it's Wallace, as we've already right. talked about. Or you're I right, forty percent uh, better than at three in both years. Forty three percent last year. Nice. I still want somebody. I still want a better score though in the or a more reliable score. I don't know. I still want somebody better in the transfer portal in the backcourt. But yeah, bring him. Bring him on. I don't care if he's short. That's fine. Short Kings. Justin's I mean, not judging big, because of somebody's height. Big 12 is a good conference. Tall to me. So if he can <laughs> if he can do it against some of those good defenses, then I if he's your second or third option, that's that's pretty good. So I don't know if UK's even interested. Haven't heard if they are. No idea whatsoever. But they I would I would reach out. 
if yeah, I were. That's a good name, though. Way to, way to keep your ears peeled, uh, Mr. Sports Talker. Yeah, just got to remember it's Pack, not Park. Yeah, and it's Nigel with a J. Never seen that before. What? That's a little that's concerning. How I everything. When, really? I, when I Googled his name, that's how I spelled Nigel. That is the weirdest. Uh, you're, 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 Nigel you're, you're, Hayes, you're, Nigel Thornberry. Every Nigel is N I G E L, not N I J E L. I've always, I've always spelled it J J E L. Wow, well, what a weirdo! Maybe I'm the weird one. Yep, no doubt about it. How about we try this Thorns text on TJ and see where they take us? Yeah, that's five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Okie dokie. What do we got? Number one here. Depending upon the transfer portal year over year is, is a full of strategy. Cal's roster management is a problem. I mean, no, we said that last year, and then he changed to appease us, and it seemingly worked until it didn't. So that, that's where I just have a problem with some of these takes. Because, this, like, I, this was the same, the doom and gloomer that said that UK not having a one seed the last several years has been the issue. Hmm. Um, another texter says it's very annoying listening to the whiners whining about Cal, but you know what's worse is listening to someone whining about the whiners whining. Come on, TJ, be better. Sorry, bye. I think a lot of times, though, we're just responding to like messages. I get if you're like being, uh, it's an indirect shot at just nobody in particular, but like if we're like that last text, we're just responding to it. That, that was just a that's like an evergreen take you can have that has no specifics at all because often they're answered. Yeah. A couple things. One, just like a core philosophy part of life. I don't respond to people that just say, be better. Uh, not, not unless it's, unless it's unserious, in which case I think you are. So I'll, I'll respond to this. Roush is right. That's what I was going to say. Secondly, it's our radio show. If, if the whiners are annoying, then let's combat some annoying with some annoying then. And then everybody can be miserable together because the whiners are just, it, it does, it, it gets sick of hearing them. And then thirdly, and most truly, yes, I know it does get annoying. Uh, we don't often try to do it, but as Roush mentioned, the text just above, which I do want to address as well. Uh, we got to, we read them. So we got to, we got to react to them. And secondly, what do you, Baylor won a national championship going to the transfer portal. <laughs> like it's a good, it's a good strategy. And I don't know why I, you know, I said it yesterday, I think, or two days ago, but there's a million different ways to construct a national championship team. There's a million different styles. You can win it with Virginia's boring butt style of basketball, or you can play fast and you can, it, UNC is one of the teams that has just, they get up and down, they get up and down. This team, probably a little slower than some of the ones in years past, but they've been to three final fours in six years. You can do it a bunch of different ways and you can build teams different ways. At the end of the day, let's just like last season heading into this past season, we felt like it was a team of good college basketball players. We thought it'd be a good team. It was a good team. We didn't think it was a dominant team. It wasn't a dominant team. And unfortunately, non-dominant team, it got upset. Uh, and it's and it stinks, but you can you can do it through the transfer portal. You absolutely would. You'd be unwise not to use that to your advantage if you're a program that has a lot to sell, like Kentucky does. This reminds me. I need to bring up the worst take I've seen on the internet in a long time. Seth Davis said, "If Duke wins the national title, does this prove that one and Duns can win it all?" 
it was something to that effect. Either way, I was just like, Seth, what oh on God's God. green earth? Like we haven't been talking. We, 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 that, that is such an old conversation. I, yeah. I think I was not even allowed to legally drink when it got debunked. You dumbass. Like that guy gets paid. He is the lead editor at the athletic and is paid to be on CBS during March madness. And he says some dumbass bleep. Like that is the dumbest, stupidest thing I've seen. And like, what are you set? You idiot. How we've what? Come on. Get Give him me a freaking break. It, it is just wildly. God. It is just wildly lazy. Like we, he are, they've already given K credit for what Cal did in 2015, and now he's trying to do that again ten years after Cal did it in 2012. It's this, it's been that formula. If you're going to do it with one and duns, you just have a couple sophomores too. It was exactly what happened in 2012. Exactly what happened with Duke in 2015. I mean, I just, I just don't. Like, where have you been? You can make up all the storylines you want to kiss Coach Case all you want, but this one. This is old. This is old news, and you're paid. You're paid a lot of money to do your job. How can you suck this bad? You've been he's been hanging out with Jerry Palm too much. That's the only explanation. It's a different branch, but I think of the same tree of folks that also are like modern basketball, and you're like, what? So, what do you mean by that? Make more threes. Oh, okay. The UK's had some had some teams in the '90s that shot the three point ball pretty well. Was was that modern basketball? Like, it, of course you want to make threes. <laughs> Everybody wants to make threes. It's always great when you make more threes. But you also see teams that shoot thirty threes, forty threes a game, and don't often see those teams playing in the final weekend of the tournament. But guess what? It also has happened. So. Uh, people still don't seem to comprehend that there's a million different ways to make national championship stew. Mm -hmm. And you just have to have the right ingredients. Uh, the next texter on the Thornton's text line says, the Super Bowl is the most overrated sporting event by far. Just I, horrific. I disagree. I disagree uh, but again, you know, all this is just totally subjective. But it, I think it does come down to just uh, your, your personal opinions. But Super Bowl, everybody gets together for it. People don't even really get together for Masters. I know some people may, or you may hang out with some friends, but like it just really can. It's just day drinking and golf's more on in the background than anything else. Uh, and then a lot of people like want to go golf when the Masters is on. What a, what a good sporting event that is during the Super Bowl. Hey, during the Super Bowl, let's go out and play pickup football. No, nobody does that. So, again, I, th I'm, I think my master's take actually holds a little bit of water. Super Bowl, unfortunately, I appreciate a good hot take, but I'm going to have to disagree with it. Yeah, and I could see where someone might be like, well, the game is uh, aren't even that good, but they, they have been, though. I mean, it's usually – good it usually alternates year to year whether it's going to be a good game or a bad game but most of the time it's pretty quality football you might say well they do the commercial like you can nitpick the super bowl but it's still a, a great time so i, I disagree texture yeah um, but if the game's oh, bad, wow. you're still either hanging out with friends or not but you're probably eating junk food and that's always fun and maybe you're gambling that's all, that can always be fun as well but you know not for everybody that's you know, that's i'll throw that in as a disclaimer uh texture on the thorns text on says we should be all over this k-state transfer kind of odd we haven't heard any oh 
I, I thought this was the same text, but they also said kind of odd we haven't heard anything from anyone besides Collins, right? So they, they're in with you on Nigel Pack. Um, and I kind of agree with the texture, but also like the entire Final Four isn't over with yet. So maybe we start getting more once the season officially wraps um, next week. Yeah, I, I agree with Dexter. It's weird that we haven't heard anybody else, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess Allen. So there's one other. He's entering the portal. But, well, yeah, coming, it's been anybody pretty. Anybody else coming back, though? As Lance, like, Lance yeah. Ware hasn't said he's coming back, right? No, and maybe some of it, a lot of it's going to hinge on Oscar. Uh, because... They're still sorting through his nil situation where they're trying to. The know, they they had a loophole, but it wasn't a good loophole. So now it's like, let's just let's just try to find this way. TJ, can I just say what needs to be said? Yes. Why are we even caring about the just give him a duffel bag? Like, I don't care anymore. Like, uh, did you see the Taylor story the other day? The you sorry. Where, uh, and part of the reason I've been speaking over you a little bit is I've, I, I think it's on my end, but it's broken up a little bit. So anytime I have, I apologize, but no, okay. I did not. And you broke up a little bit too. Uh, he, he, uh, they, they, now that the nil era is here, folks are opening up about the bags that they accepted when they were college kids. And Fred Taylor took, you know, more than 50 grand from Georgia and just went to Florida. Um, like, I'm just at the point where, like, if, if we have so much trouble getting Oscar his money, then just get it to him the good old-fashioned way. I just – I don't – I I know that sounds bad to say. Should I be saying it? Probably not. But nobody cares about cheating anymore. Like, we're, we're in a new era where it's just – the nil has led us to not care. And I don't. I, I really don't care anymore. If, if really a dumb rule here or there is all the difference in the world, then just be sneaky about it. Be under the guise of nil. Oh, you can only use his – well, just get some shell corporation to give him a million dollars to use his picture on a billboard from a game. Like, it, it's not that hard, folks. Like, just just go around it some other way. I, I've thought the – almost the exact same thing, that not so much just flat-out cheat, but how could somebody just not, like, make a promise to him that – Hey, whatever you need right now, or whatever we can do for your family, we'll do. And you know how how much does he actually? How much would he need? You know, like what whatever you need, you let us know because uh, one, you could do what you said, just put them on billboards and just pay through that way. I don't know how that couldn't be an issue. Or what if he just made his cameo fee, although you wouldn't want cameo getting some of it, but what if he right. could do a, something similar to a cameo? Cause I'm sure there's some other options out there and just charge his fee and make it $500,000 and a company could do it. And they, he could, they could play the audio mm -hmm. in a commercial using, I don't know, you know, obviously no, this stuff I, I, is all beyond I me. Mean, Morgan and Morgan has used a ton of UK players and ads. They can use his picture from a game or something. Like they can use his picture that's not from a photo shoot at Morgan and Morgan and just dump a bunch of money in his pocket. Like that, 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 that that's all it takes. 
My Somebody, overall statement is step the same, up. though. Even though I don't, I don't know all the details, and it obviously must must be more complicated than that, Roush, because people much smarter than us are working on it. So I, I, I still, I don't understand exactly what is the issue, but it seems like it'd be easy to figure out. It shouldn't seem like he should be wanting uh, for money or. I, does he need to be in the NBA to be able to, will that change his visa status where it would allow his family to come over? I don't know. I, I, I don't think a lot of people know. I think a lot of this stuff is confusing. I think for even people that are important decision makers, I think it's kind of confusing for, for them as well, but it seems like an easy fix. If nothing else, just, just get it done. under the table. Make sure he can do it. And, I, and I, I agree with you. There was a funny thread on Cats Illustrated. It was like, well, what if he just got married? Boom. Yeah. And he's, then he's good. Which is... Yeah, seriously. Which is funny. But like, if that could solve all this... Then do it. Why? Then, then do it. Exactly. What's, what's, the, <laughs> what's, the, issue? what's the issue with yeah, that? Just, um, just sign a prenup before you do, Oscar. Like, come seem, on. Seems like an easy fix. All right, should we take our last commercial break, come back, finish up the text line? Let's do it. Yeah. All right, two things quickly. We Mark Emmert's been saying a bunch of dumb stuff. I don't know if we'll get time to get oh, to no. that stuff today. Mark and Emmert. then, yeah, he's just that. like, he, he's like, no, we invest, investigations shouldn't take a long time. They should, they should be quicker, and they shouldn't punish the innocent. And people are like, okay, that's what we've been saying, but you still- <laughs> You're do not it. doing it. Anyways, and then he was like, oh, Nil's a disaster. It's 32 different states that have done it, and they've got their own legislation, and we just need one rule. And everybody's like, well, okay, you're in charge. Make the one rule then, you, you dinguses. You've taken forever. You've dragged, you, you forced states to do this because you've taken so long. And there is truth to that. So uh, he's coming off as a clown, but what else is new? I, it, it's shocking that he is employed. Uh, if you just want... <laughs> if you just want evidence that all of the NCAA is a sham, like I love it that people will think people are nuts for like official conspiracy theories or referee biases in sports. And then Mark Emmert can be in charge for like what going on now, 13 years or 15 years or however long it's been. And you think yeah. I'm nuts for believing an official conspiracy that dude sells a job. And the NCAA has been nothing but one disaster after another, but guess what? They're making money. So people are happy. They keep him in charge. Anyways, that's what we would have talked about. And we just summed it all up in 90 seconds. <laughs> we'll be back. One final segment of Kentucky roll call to get your weekend roll started. Roll right. roll Kentucky Roll Call. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call. We've had some fun conversations during the breaks. Nothing important or anything like that. Just talking. Uh, we were talking golf during that last break, and Justin that was, was talking about how excited. 
Uh, yeah, it was. Justin talking about how excited he is to use the Big X Sports Radio golf cart, and why wouldn't he be? That's right. It's under $25 a round. I mean, there's no better deal in town. You can get five great courses, Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. You've got Chariot Run, Old Capitol Hill in Cordon, or Old Capitol on the Hill in Cordon, Valley View, and Jeffersonville Elks. As I said, under $25 a round, BigExportsRadio.com, or you can call 812-725-1457. But I will tell you, a little inside baseball, if you want your golf card now, BigExportsRadio.com is the way to go because Boss Man headed out of town today. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad he got a vacation. He well, he it's, he's going to. Stay uh, vacation, but. Yeah, he's going to watch uh, uh, P Diddy from the city play some some baseball. That's what they do on spring break. Those high school baseball kids go down to Florida play baseball. So like you're not. It's not really vacation, but you know you're at least playing baseball somewhere warm instead of wow. in the miserable. Frozen tundra. It snowed in Lexington. You guys, are, you guys are being kind. He will turn that into a vacation, and rightfully so. <laughs> if you if you ain't working, you can make a case it's a vacation. Fair enough. Anywho, what do we got on the text line? Uh, one texter says that Super Bad is generational. It's inarguably a classic. I guess I just have a. I, I don't. I have a higher bar, maybe, or maybe I think of it in a different way. Comedy classic, sure. I'll put it in there. It's it's my favorite. I, I'm not. I was just splitting hairs with TJ. You know, little thing we could do called radio. Yeah, TJ, you asked a, me what a, I was doing amazing. this weekend. You asked me what I was doing this weekend. Maybe I'll watch Super Bad again and uh, report back on Monday. You you should. You should. It's great. I, I, you'll you'll enjoy it, and it's been on the. I don't know what what station it is but it's been on tv too uh, see i can't watch stuff. it on tv can't watch yeah, it on that, TV. that isn't that is a movie there's so many cuss, yeah, like this, the cussing really makes it but this channel yeah, like just i don't know what i don't know what channel it is but like it, it has it, it may not be like the the theater cut but they allow cussing like there's they definitely and it's pretty F-bombs? inappropriate oh yeah on, on okay. ifc they don't edit anything it's pretty crazy maybe it's that channel yeah um they let it all nudity cussing they don't edit anything i don't know how they get away with it but if you have somebody in the house that doesn't want to watch that then block it or tell them no no that's not for you took care of the problem yeah that easy what is the what does the duke man have planned for the birthday he's doing doing we're getting in a car driving six hours so great way to celebrate wow (laughs) What's I mean, that going to see like? family? He's he's fired up. What what's that car ride going to be like? He'll sleep for two hours of it probably, um, and then uh, he's pretty good. And then it'll be time to eat. And you know we'll need it. We'll m- probably make an extra stop or two more than we normally would. Um, and Brooke might have to get in the back seat for a little bit to play with him some. But he's pretty good in the car. That's great. That doesn't sound too bad. Can you just give him like a tablet and he'll be okay? uh for a little bit um for a little bit like he he'll watch like an episode or two of his show but you know like you look at a screen in a car it can make you kind of car i could just eventually you get a little you you want something else so 
At least yeah. for me, it, it gets me sick if I'm staring at a screen for too long in a moving car. It'd be really cool uh, to have a kid that like books. And I know Duke's obviously too young to to know, but like if you had a kid and they were just like, "All right, well, I'm just gonna read during the car ride," that'd be great. Yeah, <sighs> be real great. Real yeah. nice car. Um, yeah, well, we'll bring some books along. He'll do just fine. Uh, one text from the Thornton's text on says, I understand why it happened and no one's really at fault for it. But man, the Sharp situation is extremely frustrating. He is the top and elite talent that we haven't had as much in the past few years. I would have no doubts about next year with him in the fold. Without him, there, there are some doubts. Uh, also, there wouldn't be this perception that Duke is killing us in recruiting if Sharp was part of the class with Wallace and Livingston. Totally agree. Um, I know yesterday Mintz went on with Sweeney and, you know, he had a quote about just Sharp being really good and he was also really good for the locker room. And I just – every time I hear it, I kind of like cringe up a little bit because you just – we just selfishly want to see him play basketball in Lexington. You can't blame us. Yeah. Um, I don't blame fans for wanting to see him. And uh, that texter prefaced it. It's just fine that like, yeah, it, it, you can't really blame anybody for how it all shakes out, but it would be great. I do don't I don't just I don't agree with the perception that Duke's killing us. I don't know if that perception perception exists. If it does, um, I, I really would have wanted lively. That one hurt. But like you are getting Wallace and Livingston and for whatever reason, didn't really seem like you were in on some of the other top guys. And that was because you thought you had sharp, which I, I yeah. do. I, I get it from like the overall, you still want to show that you're getting the top end talent and they're playing for you, but you still did get his commitment. That's worth something. Wallace and Livingston should be really fun to watch. Those are guys that any other college would have liked to have. So it's not, uh, we're splitting hairs more. A texture says, yeah, Superbad yeah. is absolutely a classic coming-of-age film up there with Porky's, Animal House, Fast Times, and Days and Confused. The next one is Superbad in that lineup chronologically. Scoots was a tad old for Superbad to be his. I'm 30, and it Hell. came out at the perfect time for us, right in that summer before junior, senior year, high school. It'll live in us all forever. Uh, okay, so maybe it, maybe it is just more of a nostalgia time sort of deal and scoots is just an old man we forget about that yeah, yeah we do forget <laughs> if, scoots, if that time old. for so i was a little offended by the text i'll be honest because i'm 32 two years older than 30 if you can do some accurate math uh but if that time frame is right that it did come out in the junior senior year of high school then i would have been in college not yeah. paying any bit of attention to movies so yeah timeline checks out well but, but it is like a stoner college, college movie yeah, like you could have, you you could have. No, I was. Yeah, I was a go out, chase the girls. I was not watching movies in college, dude. Justin, there's you have time for everything in college. The no time thing is a BS excuse. Like I mean, half like, of your yeah, day was sitting cool. around and watching a movie, being hungover. No, 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 no. <laughs> I didn't watch movies when I was hungover. I didn't. I just didn't. I I got up and I started again. I'm not a pansy. <laughs> Are you allowed to say that word anymore? Pansy? I don't that may be a little sensitive, but well, you better Three go ask Douglas. Um <laughs> you're out of you're out of your noggin, Justin. Um no, Roush, I, movie, I never have been a movie guy ever. On this Lexington bachelor party thing, um it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Two weeks. We I jokingly it was a joke, but there was obviously some like a little truth to it. I was like, movie tavern? Is movie tavern still a thing? First and foremost. Yes. 
And um, secondly, gosh, I loved Movie Tavern. It, it, it was moved, a simple concept, and so so not even like perfectly executed. Sometimes the service wouldn't even be all that great, but you still just loved it. It was it, it was amazing. It moved out to Brandon Crossing, um, and I actually went to one of I went I, I saw the first Star Wars reboot there. Um, that might have came out like towards my in like my last in my last last year of college but yeah they they just it's not in the same old spot they moved it and made it nicer out of brandon crossing much bigger oh man i kind of like the novelty of it being not kind of all that nice yeah kind of small yeah tight tight yeah tight tight corridors and all that sort of stuff the, the beers were cheap but it was like i, I the whole oh, concept of drinking man. beer during a movie you just have to get up to pee like i you know well we've already established that is not true so <laughs> Yikes. A texter listening says, to the KRC podcast. And after you all started talking about the 2014 Sweet 16 versus Louisville, I had to go back and watch the last four minutes. Two things. Free throws were not a problem for UK. It was a problem for UofL. Alex Poitras made Luke Hancock look like a mid-major scrub that was not the reigning most outstanding player in the final four minutes. Rick wanted no part of the handshake. Oh, man. I, I need to go back and watch the Rick Pitino blow-by handshake with Cal. <laughs> well, there's a picture of it in the text line. Justin sent the same text over again. But um, actually, knowing that text, because I sent that one over <laughs> yesterday. <Punch> <laughs> The Mike Rutherford show brought that up because it was sent over during the Mike Rutherford show and they were just, you know, crying yeah. and whining about right. this, that or the other. But uh, and they were they were complaining about the officiating. The UK got hosed by officials in that game far more than U of L did. But little fun fact, I had that on during the first hour just in the background. So if I spaced out a little bit during the first hour, uh, I was watching a little bit of that game. The crowd was so bonkers, just had, like UK, U of L, just all intertwined with one another. It, Final Four, I know it wasn't totally like that everywhere in the stadium or in the Superdome, but it seemed more like organized. Like this is U of L section, this is UK's, and I know they had that in, in in Indianapolis for that Sweet 16 game. But just right behind the bench of UK's bench, there's like a two rows of U of L fans. You know, like it's totally mixed together because it was such a cluster that weekend in Indianapolis and you get some Michigan and Tennessee fans sprinkled in throughout, but uh, what a wild atmosphere, wild game went back and watched myself. UK got hosed. There was a bogus charge call that would have been an and one. And then they gave a goaltend to Montrez Harrell on a block shot. That was totally legal and valid, which was bogus. Oh, and man. then they had a bounce call and uh, you know, the whole, the whole thing, but suck it cards. Yeah. Suck it cards. Um, back in the good, back in the good days. Ooh, James tweets in and says, someone needs to make Oscar an NFT. That's a great way. Like, you just make him an NFT, and then you overpay him for it. Like, boosters, you want your Oscar Shibway? That's how you step up. Just like Yeah, the, and one, one thing thing about, like, the NFT route is you'd have to do it like that, Roush. You couldn't do it like, hey, we're making NFTs, and they're $10 a pop. Let's make them rich. No. People are going to be – you're going to have – nobody knows – 90% of the population still doesn't know what an NFT is. But you know what? You get Joe Kraft, somebody close to him that's younger. You say, yep. hey, you just fund this bill, and we're going to get him a $10 million NFT. It's going to be amazing. Sparkle, <laughs> right. It's going to be a GIF. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. That, that's a good suggestion, James. A texter says, I wish our fans would shut the bleep up about free throw shooting. Every tournament loss for any team, you can point to either free throw or three-point shooting. It's just the nature of college basketball. To that uh, point, texter, the guys broadcasting the NIT last night 
were talking about it incessantly. It was a former coach at Cal. I don't, I don't know who, but he he just could, kept talking about drawing free throws, drawing free throws. When Tom Cream went on part of my take, all of his analysis was centered around free throw shooting, drawing it, how they get to the line, how well they shoot it. Like it is much more of a college, part of the college game than it should be, uh, than I would like for it to be. But to your like to the the gripers' points, it's like, well, yeah, the, if it's such a big part of the game, you should be better at it. Like, and if you're better at it, then you'll probably be able to advance in these tight games. I think that's their their ultimate point. And no surprise, generally teams that win national championships, good free throw yep. shooting teams. Like good yep. teams are good at it. Bad teams mm -hmm. generally aren't. And there are exceptions, which is shocking. Texter says that the ATL airport on the same flight as Mitch Barnhart here to report the QSIP pullover is not fully zipped up. Wow, what a surprise. Might try to buy him a virgin drink on the flight to get him to really let his hair down. We'll report back. Oh, he also says, I did hear him say he's going to do the AD thing for another five years. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if he did just try to outlast Mark Emmert and then take over his job. Uh, but I don't know. He's getting so he's getting old, though. Like, even taking over Mark Emmert's job. Yeah. Sure. But I wonder if that was actually serious about the five year thing. Cause I'd. That's a long time. I, he's 62. Retirement age is 65, buddy. Well, hey, don't be an ageist. I will be. No. But I would, mind, 69. I would find just something fresher in the athletic department. It, it, it's not all rainbows and butterflies. And not that I think that it's also panic, but I don't I don't think if there was a change, I wouldn't, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate it. Yeah. Uh, if we lose DJ, that would be the third number one recruit that it was a lock to UK that we lost because of coaches, coach hirings. Wiseman with Penny, Cade with his brother, and now potentially DJ with his granddad. What luck. And that's going back to that. There's a U of L fan Twitter account that tweeted, I'm hearing that they're going to hire, was it Milt on their staff? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. The tech Which has been, that's like a, the hiring Milt Wagner on your staff is like a, a, <laughs> I feel like that's a reoccurring theme within the, the bluegrass. Well, if you do that, then, and you are able to get it, but that also, that account also was saying that DJ Wagner would be at U of L for two years too. So like that obviously <laughs> is nonsensical. No, he wouldn't be, um, just wouldn't be. He would go if he was, unless he was bad, in which case, okay, that's, that's fine. But I don't think he would be bad. Mm -hmm. So you got to take that whole thing with a grain of salt. And if he, if UK ends up losing him, it's going to be a big surprise to a lot of folks in Lexington and other parts of the country as well. So I, if that happens, then that's going to be interesting. I wonder how that's all going to go down, but UK feels pretty good about that. Texture on the Thorns text line says, if we, um, Stephen Wilhite, who created the GIF image format back in 1987, died on March 14th at the age of 74. That was from Keith. Um, and he also says, although I, I hate to admit this, TJ is correct when pronouncing it GIF. When Wilhite received a Lifetime Achievement Award at the Webby Awards, he used his platform to make a declaration. It's not GIF. It's pronounced GIF, not GIF, just like the peanut butter. This debate is forever closed. Um, no, it's not, Keith. It's GIF. I mean, yeah, we don't need to bring it up again, but Keith, I appreciate that's really nice of you, Keith. I don't remember the last time you did something nice for me like that, but that means a lot. And I've obviously always known I'm right. And, uh, but it's nice coming from you. A texter says, I don't think there's a more boring radio than when EJ is on read the room. Hey, we said yesterday, don't be mean though. So 
Yeah, suck it. Ooh, you're breaking one of our rules. Yep. Uh, another one is the same text. Another one is Alex from Colga here. JK47, you're not wrong about the Beanie Babies and feeling like you threw away money with the rare, if that's even possible, ones. However, I will do one better. In second grade, I hustled my butt off to be the top fundraiser in my school so that I could win 100 for the single purpose of buying a holographic Charizard card. I very quickly lost that card, and today is valued between 10 k and $100,000. I blew it. Have a great weekend, guys. Oh. Man, we buried my we buried my Pokemon card collection, and there were some good ones in that. So if you ever just want to go digging around the Highlands, you can find. I'm sure we just put it in a cardboard box, and that thing's just destroyed, and all the cards are destroyed inside of it. But we really did bury like a lot of valuable Pokemon mm -hmm. cards. We figured that they would just be worthless, and so we just buried them. <laughs> that's a funny way to go about it. But hey, I know that holographic Charizard. That's a that was a very hot commodity back in the day. Very popular. Man, I, I hated that I was a part of the dumb Pokemon phase. Not like where I would buy like stuffed animals or dress up like that, but I definitely would be like, "Hey, parents, take me to the card store. Sports cards, not so fast. Pokemon cards, bring it on." <laughs> Uh, a lot of rumors that we are getting Oscar news today. Can we confirm? I cannot confirm. TJ, can you confirm? No, but it is. Oh, well, oh, you, you're not doing it on April Fool's Day, right? Yeah, that's what they're trying to. Oh, we hopefully do hear Naismith Player of the Year this weekend. That'd, Ooh, be, that'd nice. be nice. That'd be real nice, Clark. Uh, I guess we'll know Sunday. He's so far just sweeping them, which makes me happy because he deserves to, but also makes me nervous that there's going to be a stinker, and I hope it's not the one that cost me financially. Oh, man. TZ from Lexington here, boys. Generally, I like this stuff, but I love how old Jack keeps pushing the narrative that Sharp could come back, and the staff still anticipates that. Not a side I'd want to put my credibility on, but good for him, I guess. I mean, but well, I, I think it's just like that's what – People are telling him, and he's just sharing it. I, and I also think that, like, he's just telling you that there is a chance, and it's like there there is a chance it just might be a small one. Yeah, TC. That's what I. That's exactly what I was going to say along those same lines. Is is I think Jack has said he does not think Sharp's coming back. I could be wrong about that, or maybe he said something different. But I, I think that he is under the impression that he's not going to. Oh man, that's depressing. That that I don't know if you all heard that alert or alarm, but it was my hotel that I booked in New Orleans. Oh, no. what, what, a, what a slap! What a slap in the face! No, but it's it'd be it. Sometimes you'd hear stuff from people on the staff or near the staff or close to the program, and they'd say stuff, and you'd be like, "Man, I just that does not pass the smells test." But then again, this is coming from somebody close to the program, so TC could be as simple as he's just reporting back what people are saying and uk staff generally i know it's a newer staff or it's mostly all new uh they're they're generally pretty confident so and i also don't think they'd be telling people like yeah sharp's definitely leaving because then people could get frantic i don't know i'm fully aware we're a good team but guard play wins the tournament and we can win a tie and we can win a title can play 10 feet off our point guard I think they mean we can't win a title when teams can play 10 feet off our point guard. I uh, would agree. St. Peter's gym is smaller than St. X by a lot. That That's a lot bigger of an upset. Yeah, but then they went on and they beat Murray State and they beat Purdue. So, you know. For what it's worth, TJ, I agree. With you. I, I think 
I think that was the second biggest upset of March. I think Kentucky women was number one. I think you're right. Kentucky had also beaten some good teams before they had beaten South Carolina, so it does go both ways with that. But I, I, I get that the, the the stats and the facts aren't going to probably back me up here. It's personal opinion, and I, it's more. It speaks more to how dominant I think the South Carolina women's team are. They just uh, they've like held teams to scoreless quarters multiple times. They're they're so good, but who who really cares at the end of the day? Alex, oh, Alex. Yeah. Yep. He says, any legs to this story of KP hiring DJ Widener's grandfather? Not going to lie, if we lose DJ to University of Six because of this, I'm... Oh, did we lose Roush? Yeah, I don't know what happened there. He gone. Well, I'll, I'll keep it moving. I didn't think I spoil on KP this quick, but I'm real tired of losing top recruits to inferior schools because said school hired mentors slash relative... Wiseman with Penny, Cade with his brother, now DJ with his grandfather. I might say, well, let's wait till the the, the Wagner stuff becomes official. As Roush mentioned, we've heard that a time or two. John here. Good morning, everyone. Tell me, fellas, how is your sock game? I know it's a weird question, but lately I've been buying dress socks that have characters or even references to TV shows like The Office. Recently, I bought some Garfield socks, and I think they are pretty funny. One says, I hate Mondays. LOL. Isn't that true? Well, got to go talk to you later. Ain't that the truth, John? Uh, my sock game's okay, I think. Mostly just usually wear normal socks, but I'd say maybe two days out of the week or three days. They're kind of fun. On Wednesdays, generally wear my Survivor socks since it's Survivor Wednesdays. But, yeah, I've got some nice socks, John. Always a good topic of conversation. I, I'm a very boring sock guy, but not as boring as it could be because I am all black socks. No white socks in my drawer at all. So, but black socks boring. every day. Rush, you're back. Hello? Happening my oh. computer. Yeah, uh, some, something's happening. It's bad. <laughs> Good thing we I, have I one text know. left. I don't know what's going on. What's stopping someone from just gifting Oscar a bunch of money? Yeah, I mean, again, I don't know. Maybe it's as simple as that. I don't know. I really don't. A texture says, hey, John, funny socks. I remember when it was 2017. Wow. Burn. All right, what's our final four predictions? Duke, Kansas. Duke, Kansas. Yeah. Uh, I'll, okay. I'll, go, I'll go Villanova, Duke. Hmm. It is funny we're all picking Duke and UNC just like beat the snot out of them at their place. And UNC, with the exception of that like 10 minute stretch against Baylor, has been on fire. But yeah, we're all on the Blue Devils. Oh no, I, hope I'm, I'm all not over wrong. UNC. I'm all no. over UNC plus four and a half. I'll tell you. Okay. That. I, I see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to probably be betting Villanova. I've got them in spread madness as well. Any other sporting events? There's something else that we're missing, right? No? No? Mm, no. I don't think so. Okie dokie. Well, everybody have a good weekend. Be safe. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Radio. Roll. DJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Happy birthday to the Dukester.